welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network Podcast. I am your host, Molly Ponpadit, and today we have Elaine Espinola. Elaine is a television host, podcast host, and she's a spokesperson and Mrs. DC America 2015. During her reign, Elaine promoted the platform Empowerment for Women through Entrepreneurship, and she continues to advocate on behalf of small businesses and for the empowerment and of women and girls everywhere. In 2015, Elaine was awarded People on the Move by Washington Business Journal and through Leesburg Today, the 40 Under 40 Award, recognizing up-and-coming business and community leaders. This year, in January 2017, Elaine became the official spokesperson for the Northern Virginia Human Trafficking Initiative. Currently, Elaine is the national podcast host for the Better Business Bureau for a series called The Bistro, which explores the hottest and latest consumer trends and predicts the future with elite entrepreneurs, business owners, and trend-setting industry leaders. She is also a television host for the show called I'm Every Woman on Comcast Cable, featuring impactful individuals in the community doing impactful things for the community. Welcome to the show, Elaine. Oh, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. Well, it was very well written, and I hope I did it justice. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, and it's wonderful to speak with you again, Molly. Thank you for being back on our podcast. So, Elaine, when you and I first met, it was in 2016, um, right after you had won for Mrs. DC America. And I'd love to know what has transpired since that experience for you in terms of your life, in terms of your business. Yeah, you know, it has been, gosh, for lack of a better word, explosive, Molly. It's been a whirlwind of continued excitement since I did that pageant. Uh, you know, pursuing that pageant and then winning and then being so involved in the Washington community that year was a thrill. It was fun. It was wonderful. And what I didn't know at the time, but it was really kind of setting me up for all of the fun and exciting, engaging things that I'm doing today, business-wise. So uh, since then, and you and I met on the television show that I continue to host called I'm Every Woman. And I love that title because, uh, and by the way, we do have men on the show, <laughs> but uh, but uh, really it's, it's about uh, interviewing impactful people doing impactful things. And the name of the show just references the fact that it started with with me as the producer, uh, MJ thought of this name, but really it extends to every woman. And that is that we are not just one thing. We are so many things. And at the time she thought it was really cute. Well, you have this crown, but you're also a mom and a friend and a sister and a host and this and that, and, and you know, all of these things. And so that was the concept that all women are all things all the time. And that's where that name came to be. But, uh, I love that show so much. It continues to be an extension of what I promoted heavily and continue to, as you mentioned in the bio, but that is just empowering women and and girls um, and small businesses 
everywhere. Um, and so I continue to do that. And one of the most recent um, new adventures for me is becoming the national podcast host for the Better Business Bureau. And I love that. Um, I feel so extremely grateful and blessed, but also uh, how do I say this without sounding the wrong way? Just proud of my hard work because I love what I do, Molly. And that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today, which is finding your passion, pursuing your passion, making it happen for oneself. And that's what I have continued to do. And so this past January, it's been several months now, almost five months now that I've been leading this podcast. And it, it just brings me so much joy to do what I love, which is continue to be involved in media, continue to grow personally through this endeavor, uh, doing what I love, which is sharing an interview and speaking business. <laughs> I like talking business. It might sound funny, but that's what I like talking about. And so that's what I'm doing. So well, that's just one of the things. You talked about your passion and what you love doing. And I guess what I would love to ask is how did you uncover your passion? You know, we hear that a lot and and I talk about it a lot with the SOAR programs that we have in our retreats where we map that out. But, you know, everybody has their own path. Everybody finds a way to uncover their gifts and talents. What was your path? You know, that's a really great question. I think I think that can be different things for different people. I think some people are just driven and they know what they're good at and they know what they like and they pursue it. Or sometimes people are good at something, but it might not be their passion, but they pursue it anyway because they consider that sort of a means to their ends, right? I'm good at this. This is what I'm going to do. For me, I, uh, for me, it was something I uncovered sort of while I was doing it and after I did it, if that makes sense. So, um, I think I had mentioned, but you know, one of the first jobs out of out of school for me was um, becoming a pharmaceutical consultant. So I learned midway through doing that, and then even after it was done, wow, I'm really good at talking with people. Uh, I've been told I'm articulate, and and so with that being said, it's kind of like, wow, I'm good at this, and I like this, and I seem to have a way with influencing people, and so it was kind of. Not something I thought, I always want to do that, and I always want to be an influencer, and I always want to use my voice. It really came after learning that or getting feedback from people. You're good at that. You know, you're good at this. You excel at it. And oh, by the way, hey, I kind of like it. (laughs) And so it was, to be honest, through pageantry where I was no longer doing it for a corporation and selling pharmaceuticals or selling something, it was really, hey, what do you want to speak about? And for me, it was, you know, having traveled and kind of seen the world and having a passion in my heart for women and the betterment of women, that's what I wanted to talk about. So I spent that whole year trying to do that as much as I could, advocating for speaking to, you know, young women or women in business and different business groups and things like that, that I continued to I guess you would say hone in on my passion, right? It kind of, again, kind of came to me later, you know, and, and I, and I feel right now at this very moment, I'm doing exactly what I love to do, but not that I always plan to do. So, uh, for me and for what I kind of talk about with other people in terms of finding your passion, you know, for some, again, you might already have it burning in your heart. You know, you might be a a young kid or a young adult and you might say, you know, I want to be a gymnast. I want to be this. I want to be a CEO. I want to work on wall street. You might already have that in your heart and then you're going to go off, go after it. If you don't know what your passion is, I always 
encourage or, or even for me come back to what are you good at and does it match what you love? Because it always isn't always the same, you know? And so for me, I happen to be doing what I'm good at and what I happen to love right now. (laughs) So I'm happy. I'm a happy girl. Well, I think I want to talk a little bit about the feeling of that because, you know, sometimes our lives change. So maybe as a child or growing up, we might have thought, hey, this makes me happy. This gives me joy. This is my passion. And then as you grow up and life happens and you have different experiences, um, that might ultimately change, but you're kind of holding on to the old belief system that that's your passion still, or that's what you should be doing. Or since that's what you always had your mindset on, this is, you know, you don't want to get off track. But I know for me personally, and I know a lot of people who've come on our podcast have told us, you know, your life changes, your experience changes, you grow, you morph into a different, uh, at the core, you're the same, but a different uh, perspective on life, a different mindset. And so how did you, what would you say to uh, people who are listening or audience in terms of, well, if you change your mind, isn't that okay? Like you said, you found out later what truly gave you joy and what made you feel connected to other people, which is communication and asking the right questions and interviewing people. But you had to first do it to know that you loved it, right? So it does take experience. Absolutely. And I agree with what you said 100%. In fact, if you're listening, please change your mind. Please change your mind. Life is fluent and you live it once. Do a lot of things and do it well. Do it well. And when you do something, right, if you have a a job right now, a career, uh, a passion, even a hobby, do it with your whole heart. Be present. Be in the moment because it is when you excel in one thing that it will lead to another thing. Don't you agree with that, Molly? I mean, I just think that, you know, for me, it might look like from the outside, like I've jumped all over the place, you know, I'm I'm here and I'm here or, or, or I think a better, a better way to look at it is that I've, I've continued to, um, excel and move along a spectrum of, of doing something more and more and building off of the last thing. But those things would not have happened if i didn't put my whole heart into what I was doing at the time. So when I did pharmaceutical sales, for example, that really was just a job and it was a great job, but it wasn't like my lifelong dream to be a pharmaceutical sales consultant for a large corporation. But when I did it, I did it well, or at least I tried to my very best. And that led to successes in that industry. You know, that led to earning respect in that industry. And that led to people. I mean, I I still speak with people today from way back then, who reach out to me for various reasons. They might want to work with me. They might want to network with me. They would not want to do that if I wasn't, if I didn't do it well when I was there. And the same thing with, you know, when I did the pageant, I mean, there are, and this isn't to say some people don't do it well. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I put my whole heart into it and I encourage everyone to do the same. Because when you do that, when the pageant was over, Um, if I look back at at, in the last two years, all of these awesome new opportunities presented themselves and I was able to earn the right to ask for them. I, I feel in my heart because I, I have proven what I, what I can do for someone who wants to work with me. And that is, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present. I'm going to put a hundred percent of my passion and my energy into any project that I'm going to do, um, 
because I, because I, because I love to, and I see the, the fruits of the labor of doing that. Um, and also with that in mind, I also find that it's important to learn to kind of say no to, um, and I've been doing that a lot more. And I think that's also a great tip for anybody. And that is, you know, opportunities might come your way, but if that's not really where you want to go, or you don't believe that you can put your full energy behind it, might be a good idea to say no, you know, don't spread yourself thin and do a whole bunch of things in a mediocre fashion, follow your passion and put all of your energy right there. And amazing things will come. And I hope, and I hope changes do happen for people. I changes, changes life to me. Yes, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think, you know, also we don't know what we don't know until life presents certain things to us. And it could just come out of left field. And you're like, what the heck? Why yeah. did this happen? You know, and sometimes it could be traumatic and painful and challenging. Other times it could be blissful and, and a really pleasant surprise in life. And, yeah. you know, you just don't always know what you're led to or you're being led to. So, and with you saying no to things that don't make you feel intuitively like it's in the right path for you, listen to that. But also remember that sometimes fear makes us say no to things that we should be saying yes to. So I love the fact that it's an ebb and flow in life and learning to trust yourself. And we're going to talk about that, you know, learning to trust yourself, learning to understand your, your, your key strengths and what you can bring to the table. Those are all important tools that will help you determine when to say yes and no. At least I believe that. And that's what I've personally experienced. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I have been uh, also connected through just various groups of individuals that kind of lean on each other um, for, for great advice and, and sort of a, a tribe of, of friends, if you will, professionally and personally that you can lean on. And I think that's important, too, because when you are faced with these possible opportunities, you know, is it fear that's that's holding you back? Right. From wanting to say no, or is it because you maybe recognize that, you know, this maybe isn't the best step for me, but sometimes you need some feedback yes. from someone you can trust. Um, and so that's when you might be able to lean on a, a good friend or mentor that has your, you know, best interest in heart. Um, and I've been grateful to you for that. And, and some of our other common friends, my husband, to be honest, is my biggest mentor in that field, because when things come up, well, number one, I'm not just doing things that affect me, myself and I, it's my family. So of course I need to speak with him on, on all things to make sure it makes sense for all of us. But he really, of course, has my very best interest in heart. And I know you probably are the same as well in your household, but it's so important for me to lean on someone when I'm not sure when I'm not sure. So that's important. You have a great partner at home, which makes a big difference. And for those that are not in a relationship, it is important to really lean on people you trust, great mentors, that tribe of people. And, you know, you mentioned this, uh, Elaine, but our our tribe of beautiful, empowering women. And Mm -hmm. my question to you is, you know, surrounding yourself with positive and powerful people, how do you distinguish for yourself who is a part of that community and who is not because there's so many um, options out there in terms of different types of personalities, different people, different groups, people have different interests um, and, you know, similar to yours, but how do you pick and choose who you can trust? I mean, I know it's relationship. I know it takes time, but are there things that you look for? 
That is such a great question. And I think every person in life deals with this on a daily basis. Even if you're a child, even if you're in college, it's just like, who can you really rely on and who can you really trust to have your back? Uh, and then, you know, again, as we're talking now as, as adults, who can you really let into your inner circle? And what I have found, um, and I'm still learning, uh, what I have found is if you at least have that one or two core people in your life you're set. And the way I tend to look at it is that anyone anyone else that's adding value to my life is such a cherry on top. And I am so grateful for those experiences. And I hope that I'm providing those friendships and those relationships with the same, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? The, the, the way that they enhance my life and the way that I trust people And I hope that I'm giving that right back. And so I think that's how I distinguish kind of which of those relationships are going to be nearest and dearest and most valuable to me uh, is, are they equal? You know what I mean? Is this person enhancing my life as much as I'm enhancing theirs? Because if there's a disbalance on either end, it's okay. We can still be amazing friends, but maybe our relationship is going to be a little bit different. And I do believe that people come into our lives for a reason. And I also believe that it's okay sometimes if, you know, your energy level with another person uh, shifts. That's okay. It doesn't have to be devastating. You know, Um, we go through so many different changes in life, uh, personally and professionally. You might be single, then you might be married. You might be a mom. You might not. You might get divorced. You might get a new job. You might get fired. <laughs> you might want a friend you just want to go out with. You might want a friend you can have philosophical conversations with. You need to have a lot of people around you, especially if you're a social person and you like that. And they're going to be in your life for different reasons. And I think some of them are going to be closer to you at certain points in time and then more distant from you at different points in time. And I'm kind of of the mindset, like, that's okay. It doesn't have to be a breakup of a friendship or a devastating situation. I just feel like sometimes if energies shift or circumstances change, it's okay to get closer or more distant. But I do feel that if you do have that one or two core that never changes, and for me, that's my husband, uh, that helps me out. That helps me out. Uh, And sometimes he even helps me with some of those outside relationships. You know, if I, he's just, you know, someone I kind of bounce everything off of. And um, again, relationships are going to strengthen and then become distant just depending on the circumstance. But uh, I think as, as long as you maintain a respect for those, for those individuals, it never has to be a bad situation if, you know, you need to distance yourself from someone at some point in time for whatever reason. Right. Well, everything is a conscious decision and act, right? Yeah. And it's based on how we feel in every moment um, and how, if it makes us feel empowered and strong and that we're uh, filled with abundance and hope and optimism yeah. because, yes. you know, the opposite is very exhausting and life is already exhausting in, in itself. So let me ask you this. When, when you talk about acting with purpose, because we're talking about actively making choices and decisions now. What does that mean for you to act with purpose or acting in purpose? Sure. When I talk about acting with a purpose or on purpose, to me, that just is another way of saying be present in the moment. And whatever you're going to do, 
do it with conviction and with passion. Um, and so if you have a job, let's just say, uh, whether it's your lifelong dream job or not, go there every day putting all of your effort into that job. Act on purpose. Act with an end in mind. You know, you want to have the very best day ever. You want to make the best connections today. Um, and that doesn't mean that we're, you know, that doesn't mean that we're going to have days where we need to take it easy. Uh, but, you know, what I'm suggesting is, you know, don't flow through life being, what is the word? I, I, I've been saying this to my son lately because he's nine and I'm trying to teach him that, uh, oh gosh, what is it that I keep saying to him? Uh, basically, all or nothing. You know, he had a lacrosse game. And we practice all week. Now, here's the game. <laughs> Don't do it halfway. Do it all the way. Your teammates are relying on you, and this is what it's about. And I'm trying to just instill in him what I try to do personally and what I encourage other people to do to be successful, and that is act on purpose. You know, if there's any time to put 100% of your effort in, it's right now, right here. Um, and so that's what I mean by that. Well, let me ask you this, too. You're talking about your son, you have children, you're a wife, and mm -hmm. you're telling us to act on purpose. Mm -hmm. And to, that just basically means to be present and stay present and in the moment and in that moment, give it your all. How do you do it, Elaine? And also, <laughs> you know, all of those things being said, how do you do that and still find this, the, the energy to present your very best self? Sure. Well, I thought of the word as you were talking and it's bare minimum. That's what I always say to my son. And that's what I try and do myself. Don't give the bare minimum. <laughs> that's, you know, you, if you want to, you're here on this earth to have joy and that joy is not just going to like show up out of nowhere. You've got to put all of your effort into it and that will be there. And so that's what I, that's, that's the phrase is don't give your bare minimum, give extra all the time. And as far as, you know, where do you find the energy to do that? It's kind of like, it, it is, I guess the passion kind of fuels my energy levels. Uh, in other words, I'm not going to engage in something I don't love. You know, yes, we have commitments in life and things you have to just things you have to do. Right. Uh, and I, and I will do them. Uh, but I will still try not to just do the bare minimum, if you will. But those things that I love and that I pursue, I'm going to go extra. I'm going to go 110%, um, as, as much as I possibly can, or, or, you know, Hey, if 75% is my most that day, then that's what I'm going to give it. But my point is I'm, I'm never just going to show up and not do much, you know, otherwise I think it's best to just not show up, <laughs> you know, really. I mean, I think I, I just feel like I owe it to myself. I'm doing that for myself, you know? And when I do that, um, the energy's there. It's just, it's just, you know, an electricity of doing what you love. It makes you feel happy and it keeps you going. Um, and it produces just amazing results. And I've just made so many amazing connections, uh, by being what I call present in the moment, being passionate. Um, it, it's coming from a very genuine place and just the, the energy I gain from, a connection with another person that's super authentic is really what just kind of drives everything. Now, how do you stay? Because the work that you do, 
being around mm-hmm. people, communicating, interviewing people, sharing the stage with so many impactful people. How do you stay positive so that you can lead with positivity every day, everywhere you go? What are some of the tools or the modalities that you use uh, to keep positive and to also keep your energy up from a physical standpoint? Sure. That's a great question. And you hit on a good point because there are plenty of times when I come home on a Friday night and I am passed out. (laughs) I am tapped out and I am just trying to chill and regain some energy. But that's a great question. And for me, it's one word and it's perspective. How do you maintain positivity? It's perspective. I believe that, you know, things are what they are. They're neither positive nor negative. It's how you think about it right? It's just how you think about it. Um, and so I aim at all times to change my perspective to a positive one. If something didn't go my way, I'm having a huge party and it's raining. <laughs> I would say some people might find that to be negative. It's raining on your parade. Boo-hoo. You know, in my mind, okay, well, what's the positive here? I, I very quickly change my mindset very quickly. At this point in my life, it's not even a chore to do so. It's just my habit. It's how I think. Um, it's how I think. Uh, and I encourage my kids to do it often because they're little and they're growing and they're the people I'm molding. Or, you know, if I'm ever invited to speak and I love doing that, I talk a lot about that because how do you find success in anything? It's perspective. It's, it's, it's spin, you know, someone comes to you with a negative remark about your business or the service, or, you know, this will never work because X, Y, and Z. And it's going, well, Let's look at it from a different perspective, a positive one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what is the outcome of that? Let me just show you how that would work out. And, uh, you know, it's not about being unrealistic. But again, there's situations are just what they are. How do you think about it? And that's my encouragement is to have the positive perspective in your back pocket at all times. Now, Elaine, is that is that skill innate within you or is that something you developed being able to shift perspective pretty quickly and intentionally do so? Probably something I developed, probably something I developed. I mean, there's that thing that they call in people that's resiliency. That's probably innate, uh, grit. That's probably innate or perhaps how my parents raised me. Uh, but in terms of thinking in, in a positive perspective and being able to shift my mindset, that's probably something that I've learned along the way. I think sales have helped that a lot. You know, when you're right. in a sales environment and there are what you call quote unquote objections, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Well, first of all, you're going to anticipate them in a sales environment. So they're going to say this, well, how can I change that? And so that just became second nature because you're always trying to, you know, kind of lead someone down your path. So, um, so it's something I probably learned from 10 years in a sales environment there. And I ended up just kind of sticking. It became a habit, really. But it um, works. It works. <laughs> That's why I do it, because it works. And I just, uh, negativity doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Doesn't make, it doesn't, and, and I don't like, I personally don't like to exist in an energy that doesn't make me feel good. So as soon as stuff is a little negative, I, um, and, and by the way, it happens often because I also exist in this thing called life, right? Yeah. Things happen, stressors, disagreements, whatever. 
things happen that get me down, but they don't get me down for too long. Um, I'll do whatever I kind of need to do to change my mindset as, as kind of quickly as I can. And that's not to say that I don't want to acknowledge anything that makes me feel bad, but I try to acknowledge it, learn from it, change my perspective into positivity and move on because it makes me feel better right. basically. <laughs> well, I mean, it's already time for us to like start coming to a close with this podcast, but you know, I do want to touch upon something that is very important to you and also for the world. And we're talking about you going out into the world and featuring these impactful individuals, but you're also a very impactful individual. Can you share a little bit more about what your role is and what it means to be a spokesperson for the Northern Virginia Human Trafficking Initiative and how that has molded and shaped your perspective on the community and the world that you live in? Thank you so much for bringing that up, Molly. There are so many different things that we could touch upon, and I, I'm so grateful that you brought that up because it's so important to me, and it's so extremely important in the world we live in. So yes, I have uh, been working closely with the Northern Virginia Human Trafficking Initiative, which is an organization that exists to support locally recovered victims of human trafficking, and that's something that most people don't even realize is both an issue and exists in Northern Virginia. Uh, but it is one of the highest rates in the United States in terms of uh, human trafficking. However, it is everywhere. It's all over. It's international. It's increasingly becoming uh, quite an issue in the United States and in our area. And I also um, have started working with the Northern Virginia Human Task Force. And that's a little bit different. Uh, that's all about trying to raise awareness and educate to prevent human trafficking to begin with. And so I'm working with them. Um, and yes, I definitely have gotten more and more involved as each month goes on. It's, it's hard to learn something and then walk away from it. So the more I learn about it, the more I fully understand the need for more uh, awareness to be made around it. Uh, I can just personally not think of any worse life condition than to be enslaved in human sex trafficking. I just cannot personally think of any worse scenario than that. It's just awful. It's just rips out your soul. It's evil. It's just, I can't even imagine. And so because I have personally with my own eyes seen environments where human sex trafficking exists in different parts of the world, in Thailand, in the Philippines, in Cambodia. Uh, I mean, I've seen it with my eyes. It's touched my soul. And I have finally, at this point in my life, feel the ability to use my voice to do something about it. And so that's what I'm just trying to do, help to raise awareness um, on a really, in unfortunately, increasing problem. So one that's one that is just life devastating and we can't turn our back on it. Well, thank you for doing that work so much because I know when you first told me about um, really having empowering women be your platform, it is one of the first initiatives that made sense for you to jump yes. on and to be a part of. And I know that the future is bright for you and you have a lot of other 
big initiatives that you can get involved with something like this. It's so important. Um, and it stays on path of your passion of empowering women. So it's really important kind of coming to a close with this interview that we stay on path with our passion. The, yes. the, the initiatives might change. The job might change. The business might change. But your heart, your passion, your purpose in life, uh, that overarching theme is something that is yours. And, you know, to always be mindful of that and making sure that your decisions that you make really tap back to that North Star of your overarching purpose. So I commend you and I so appreciate your friendship um, and all the work that you're doing. It's very inspiring. And I just, you know, see you on social media and all of the activities you're involved with and still making time for those cute Instagram photos with your family. It's just really cool. It's really oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's, uh, it, it's, and I want to thank the SOAR Community Network for being uh, just open to me and for being a part of my life. It has absolutely enhanced my life as has your friendship. And I appreciate your comments. That's so kind. And I, uh, I feel such wonderful, genuine energy, especially around you, Molly. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for that. Well, it's reciprocated, definitely, <laughs> for sure. Well, tell our audience how they can learn more about you and get a hold of you and learn sure. how they might be able to be coached and mentored by you. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best way to to find you? Sure. So I want to say that through social media is the best way. Um, I'm working on uh, updating my website, which is mediasavvy.net. And Savvy is S-A-V-V capital E. So mediasavvy.net. Uh, we'll be updating that. But you can also find me on Facebook. I have a, a public page where I can be reached. And then as far as the podcast for the Better Business Bureau, it's a great podcast. So feel free to download it on iTunes. It's called The Bistro. And by the way, Molly, we'd like to thank you for being one of our very valued guest on the better series with my co-host. So that can also be downloaded on iTunes. Thank you. It was an honor to be a part of that. And thank you for the introduction. I'm looking forward to it's coming out very soon. So we'll check that out and we'll we'll, um, share that together. Thank you so much for your time today. I'm so um, honored to have you on the show as a friend and just keep doing what you're doing. Um, Keep inspiring these powerful, impactful people, not just women, but people, um, because we surely need a bright light like you in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank you, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. We wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for being a part of our community. And we will be talking to you very, very soon. Until then, have a wonderful, wonderful experience in life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.